Hello biceps and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am driving off into the night with a creepy guy on a motorcycle and I am here with the cut-off cargo pants that the sexy werewolves wear. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was, it was 2009. The cargo pants, well, yes. they were like on their way out, but they were still in. I and I, I watched a behind the scenes documentary and she, the costume designer, specifically referenced the cutoff ah. pants. She was like, we had to make them look sexy. So obviously they had to wear cutoffs. Obviously. Like, obviously. <laughs> and she was like, well, they couldn't be short shorts, so... We had to do longer cutoffs, so we went with the like cargo, and I was like, "Oh my god, Bruh. this is the most two thousand mid two thousands like." The inseam is in the double digits. Um, yeah, that's so funny. The there there's some there's a lot of great costumes in this movie, which we'll talk yes, we'll, she yeah. did a whole segment on this on the costumes, and it actually made me appreciate them. Wow. M- more than I did in the New movie. Moon is actually a masterpiece. I was like, damn. Is Great this actually a good movie? That's what I felt like reading some of this behind the scenes. I was like, wow, that's a cool well, idea. Wish it was wish it worked. I should have watched we can get in, into it, but I should have watched the the documentary first because I watched a movie and I was like, man, this is shit. And yeah, then I watched this doc which was like <laughs> 60 minutes maybe a little longer mm. um and it broke it up into all these different sections those are great documentaries and i Love was those. like wow this movie like wow. based on this looks like it should fucking rock like and then looked, you watch it and it's it like looked incredibly sick yeah. and then you think about the movie it actually is and you're like damn what happened and then you watch it and it's just like bella the only thing that can hurt me is you and you're like, wow. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Quite a film. A lot quite going a film. on. Um, um, before we get into that, let's talk about some of the answers we got to last week's question yes, of the week. Yes, let's. We talked about um, Across the Spider-Verse, which is still going strong in theaters. And we asked you all, what other superhero movie do you want to see an animated version of? Similar to the Spider-Verse style mm-hmm. in idea. Yeah. So what do we have on Spotify? Do you have... That one open. I, I do. So Noah said Green Arrow or Generator Rex. And he also said if we keep doing superhero movies, we need to do ones about less well-known superheroes, mm. which I agree with. Um, yeah. So well, so less known that I've never heard of the, that person. Gen- Generator Rex. Yeah. Ne- I believe ne- he is. Um, is that like Toy Story spinoff? It was, <laughs> that would rock. <laughs> Generator Rex. I love Rex. Um, no, I think he's from, it was like a Cartoon Network show. Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Jetsons reboot? Like similar to like Ben 10. Oh, the Ben 10 craze was wild. With the yeah, watch, like with I, think the it, I think it's in that vein. Mm. Which, if it's already an animated thing, I think that can benefit something yeah. as well. Like if they kind of yeah. change the animation style and make a movie. Sure, I'm down for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have Danny on Instagram. He said Blade, which I believe has been tried to make a few times in live action, or at least one or two times. Is that not worked. still happening? I feel like they are still making one. 
Okay, I feel like it's it's. Didn't they do an announcement for it? I think it's actually. So that, yeah, next year it looks like this. So there was one in 1998 with Wesley Snipes that did not. I don't think do okay. super well. I think it got decent. Mahershala Ali is in it, right? Right. Yeah. So okay. I guess we are getting a live action one. So it's probably unlikely we will get one that is animated. But I guess maybe he'll show help. up in an animated multiverse. Mm. Though you never know. Or never in What know. If Marvel's What If? Are they doing another another season of What If? No idea. Um, what if? That's what, what if? we need maybe to add. What if they do? Um, Blade would be sick though. Speaking of what if, Elijah wrote in and said Black Panther, which Ooh. had a had a pretty was one of the bigger episodes of what of if because what that if? was the yeah. last Chadwick Boseman appearance of Black Panther. I think that would be pretty cool because I really do like that character, like the like um, T'Challa. But obviously, like it's gonna be really hard, if not impossible, to have like another live action version of that. So I think um, I think that'd be really cool to do an animated version of that. I also think Wakanda in the live action movies is kind of lame sometimes. Like it's yeah. like it could look a lot cooler. It's too so, industrial in yeah. parts, uh, and I feel like it should be more. I don't know Colorful. the word I'm looking. I don't know. Advanced, more advanced oh, in yeah, the way uh-huh. it looks, yeah. um, in the tech, yeah. and then also I just agree. in the colors. I think Wakanda would be way cooler than silver. Walls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the first movie, I thought it was they did a pretty good job, but they didn't. They kind of pulled it back even more in the second, which I hope. Well, because the, the second opposite. one was in the fucking under the water shit. Oh yeah, place. classic water. Yeah, that looked like With the guy who's now also a bad blurry. person too. So yeah, Marvel really knows how to pick their villains. <laughs> Marvel's really taking the L's for real. Yeah, uh, I think Kevin a Feige Black is Panther crying. movie would rock. Actually, I would be very yeah. interested to see that. I agree. Um, and lastly, Zach Smith said, Green Lantern. It doesn't work in live action, I don't think. That's and, a great point. Yeah. Um, I think most, wasn't there, who, was there Ryan, Ryan Reynolds? There was a Ryan okay. Reynolds Green Lantern. I was Lantern thinking for a second that, that might have been a fever fun of dream. A lot. He's made fun of that one. Uh, and I think there yes. was one more, like, green, to try to make a Green Lantern movie, I feel like. Is there is there a show like a TV series? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's something. I feel like that would be cool. I feel like you could do a lot with him in animation that you can't really do in live action. So they there it looks like they were gonna do one on HBO Max, and then they said it was scrapped last year. But now James Gunn says it's still in development. Okay. Live action though, but. Um, I trust James Gunn more than I do mm, Kevin Feige. So yes, that I I'm not gonna knock it out of the mm. the potential possibilities of a decent superhero movie. Right. But I do think it would be cooler animated. Yeah, I think a lot of because you could just do cooler stuff with the powers and the suits, and I just think it just like is it makes it just automatically cooler you can do so many more cool things with yeah. animation and superheroes so thank you to everyone who wrote in maybe the like the even bigger success of this spider-man mm. movie will lead to some more superhero yeah. animated movies i think that'd be that'd be awesome so let's jump into this episode this is our second episode of our summer of twilight 
for those of you who don't know, Summer of Twilight <laughs> is going to be where we go through the Twilight series this summer because we've yes. never seen them before. Via so the we are We're now experiencing them for the first time. Yeah, with with new eyes, we are eclipsing them with our new eyes. Uh, I tried to incorporate two titles there, and so yeah, this is the second one. The first one we were not huge fans of. We 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 enjoyed it for on some for some reasons that maybe weren't to do with how good the film was, but maybe just like mm-hmm. running through forests. It's w- camp. Is, is pretty funny. Yeah, it was camp. I think there were parts that were less camp than I wanted it to. Like yeah, sure. But there was some really nice campy parts, and I think at least I was interested to see what the next movie would be because i know yeah that it's the other ones are very different than the first one just a lot of a lot of because like they all have a different director after the first one and i was just interested to see i guess like more of the twilight that i kind of knew because i feel like i was i'm pretty aware of like the team edward team jacob like that kind of twilight and all the wolves and stuff and the first movie doesn't really have a lot of that so right I think I was like, okay, now we're kind of, this movie will kind of introduce me to, like, the the full Twilight craze yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't real, I mean, I guess I knew that all the Jacob stuff started in because this the new one. Moon. But like, I didn't werewolf, think. Werewolf, I guess. Yeah, I, well, I didn't even think of that. I'm not going <laughs> to um <laughs> i i guess i didn't realize the extent to which jacob mm. was in this one like i thought yeah it's that... really like he's like basically should be second billing in my yes opinion. and i i think that he i thought it was more like still in the similar vein like he's in it but he's not a main character and then in the next ones like it increases so i was a little surprised yeah um but... Yeah, I, yeah, we'll get into it, but I was also surprised, like, both how much he was in it and how little of it was actually, like, Edward and Bella. Like, they are yeah. in it, and that's, like, a big plot point, but it really felt a lot like, all right, before we, like, continue the story, we also need to get into this one character, and it was really and just, like... And also spend, like, two hours doing nothing just to doing nothing else. to this character. Yeah. Yeah, basically um and so that is what new moon is so let's let's jump into it i have some some history some fun facts um ready to hear it i wasn't i didn't think that i would have as much for this one but there was actually some interesting stuff to talk about and i know you like you said you watched that documentary so i'm sure you'll have yeah i can probably add things to add i mean jesus what add things to add (laughs) i can I don't even know what I was trying to say. I, I could probably. To, yeah. I was trying to take a sip of my water mm. and finish my sentence. I can probably give additional information. That's what Perfect. I'm trying to say. Thank you. Uh, I look forward to hearing it. So, screenwriter Melissa Rosenberg began work on a script for New Moon prior to the release of Twilight in November 2008. So, a big girl boss moment here from June to October 2008. She would write the show dexter during the week Damn. and work on new moon on weekends so dexter just, was a big show at that time it was too. i know and she she was killing it she worked on the script kind of like without i think a lot of people knowing and she handed it in on twilight's opening weekend and literally one day after the release of twilight summit entertainment announced they would begin work 
on New Moon. And so Good for it, her. Yeah, she she saw the craze coming. And I hope she, was she like, made a lot of money. I hope she did too. I think she wrote all of them, I'm pretty sure. Like I'm pretty and sure she e- went, yes. was through the whole movie series. Um which is interesting too because like I said, there have there is a big director change going into this into this movie. Catherine Hardwick did not return to direct due to it's a time restriction, so I guess maybe that's like she the turnaround for this movie like they it came out in 2009 so they had like literally like 12 months total to get this movie out yeah i feel um, like they wrote about it in i mean spoke about it in that episode like that mm, podcast we listened to yeah they probably did um so like she I was replaced by chris whites who i actually probably should have done this i didn't even look up like anything else he's done Okay, I have to say, this guy is so cool. I feel um, like he, what stuff I read, I felt like he actually kind of cared about. He did. Like, doing and, a good job. Like, he just seemed like a vibe the whole time wow. on this set. Like, he his outfits rocked. Um, he was He was really just killing it. And wow. then... He would come and like talk about he t- they talked about how he made this like whole like booklet thing for everyone like bu- for first day of filming and gave it mm. to everyone that was like about the movie and then like saying how excited he was to work with them and his wow. plans and I was like damn this guy rocks and everyone in the cast and crew was like he's literally the best and I was yeah like, and then he didn't come back for the third movie like what the heck so I know. crazy. I know. Maybe because the reviews weren't good. I don't know. I don't know. But he seemed like a cool dude, and it seemed like he cared. I think there's a lot of... When you look at these movies, I think a lot of people didn't take them seriously or treated them as, like, teen craze or, like, girly pop. Like, I don't know. I just feel like... To have someone who t- actually treated it like a serious movie mm. makes me feel better about the production of it I, because I, agree. I think there was just so much negative content uh, about teenage girls surrounding this franchise that it felt like, I don't know, like watching them make it, I was like, damn, like it feels like these people don't, like they see it like a real movie, even though it's a shit movie. Yeah. Well, I think it's it'd be kind of fun to work on a movie like this, in my opinion, because it's like, you know, it's going to do well. And it's like, you got to do all this crazy stuff. And like, it's probably fun to figure out how to make wolves look like. they. Yeah, do. I mean, it just sounded like everyone involved in this movie from the top down, like really cared about the movie, which is just kind of wild to me, I guess, because I don't know, it just like IP, I just feel like is harder to care about um like this and yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh i agree i think it was definitely like from everything i read it seems like they took it very seriously so even like with that so they were going to consider they were considering replacing taylor lautner when they did this movie because Damn. like of the physical tr- transformation yeah. like how much different he had to look and again like this is like a year like they only had a year between movies so it's like the way you think of how he looked in the first movie, he pretty much looked like a, basically almost how he looked in Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Uh, remember uh-huh. when he was in Cheaper by the Dozen 2? What a great character. What a great movie. I um, uh, remember when he was in Sharkboy and Lava Girl? He was in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. I, how could I forget? 
Um, so, in att an attempt to keep the role, he weight trained extensively, and they said he gained approximately 30 pounds for the movie, which is wow. a lot of pounds to Yeah, to I mean, it, probably muscle weight if he's... Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, definitely. he got super ripped, so... He was really ripped. He also <laughs> definitely got taller. Like, obviously you can't do that, but, like, it hit at a good time, the, the yeah, growth spurt. I think so, too. So, to cast the rest of the Quileute tribe... The film employed casting director Renee Hayes, who has worked on several films with indigenous casts. She is not indigenous. She is white. Um, okay. But yeah, she has. I mean, this, before this movie, she had done Dancing with Wolves and Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. But this even continues okay. today. So she did Prey, which was a big movie yep. last year. She did Beans, which Beans! We, we, we are, we're big fans of. I love um, Beans. Hostiles with Christian Bale, which okay. I don't think anyone liked, but is a big movie. And the upcoming Killers of the Flower Moon. So wow. still kind of working in that space. So she had to cast all of, like, the brothers and stuff because yes. they weren't in the first one. The like, they were mentioned. People. The wolf people. The wolves. Um, you could basically see this looking at the poster, but they obviously in this one gave it a much warmer color palette. Than yes. the original and it looked I'm sure much better it looked so much better from the first shot and they shot it on film which is yeah, awesome you can tell um, it looks good i i'll it's say it's a that. good movie look look wise i yeah. think that especially compared to the first one you can tell they really really upped their game mm. um most of my issues with this movie revolve around this story <laughs> oh obviously. yeah obviously uh so i i can appreciate the way the movie looked i'll give it that yeah yeah, um, you probably know this too, but this is one thing I saw on Wikipedia that was like a really cool, showed like dedication to the craft, I guess. So it says like, so when Bella was with Edward, the camera moved on a dolly in a rigid straight line to reflect how the relationship oh. was perfect, hmm. right? When Bella's sure. with Jacob, the steady can it says, provided a fluid or an organic style. And then ah. when she is with her schoolmates, a slangy visual language was reflected by a handheld. I like how they said slangy, slangy visual. visual language. I'm going to start <laughs> using that. Describe it, my aesthetic. I'll yeah. Like, I've, what are you wearing I've today? Uh, a lot of I'm trying to give off a slangy visual vibes, <laughs> actually, is what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was cool. Like, it shows that you're really thinking about those things and making... Like, the movie, I don't know, like, thinking about it on a deeper lever, level. Yeah, like, not you're not just shooting it the best way, like, you're not just trying to get coverage or shots. Like, you're actually intentionally mm. utilizing the camera work for storytelling, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, and, like, that one shot, I read about this, too, I didn't really write it in, but that... That shot of her, like, to show the season passing at the window when they, like, revolve yeah, around her yeah, yeah, and do yeah. that. And they had to, like, build that um, that window and, like, use green screen and figure out how to, like, make it all match. Like, stuff like that, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, that was a great, that was a cool shot. Yeah, I give a lot of props to, to that aspect of the movie. Mm. Like, I think that for... A big budget IP like movie like this, um, franchise film, especially when you look at stuff like Marvel um, or like whatever, it a lot of movies like that feel very stock because yeah. they're just shooting you know A cam B cam 
trying to get the coverage and then they're shooting it in front of a green wall for CGI. Uh, yes. And I, I can give props where props are due for a movie like this that's a franchise film that it's kind of like they really didn't need to put effort into it because people were going to see it regardless. Yeah. So I think it's cool that they still took time with it because I don't think that's something we get these days now. Yes, I agree. Um, and we say big budget because like it is a big movie, but it only had a $50 million budget. So they were still yeah, like right. working pretty low, which is impressive like that they were able to do a lot of the stuff that they did. Um, the first movie was shot in Portland, but they shot this one in Vancouver because it allowed for a higher production value and contained a lot of great forest scenery, apparently. So this obviously created some issues with, like, matching. So they mm. had to do a lot of work with, like, matching the school and the Cullen's home. The biggest one was the Swan's house. They had to recreate it on an empty lot. And yep. the exterior was created to match the first film, and then the interior is somewhere on the lot, and then somewhere on a soundstage. I thought this was funny because, like, apparently the first house, like, got painted like they painted someone painted over the first house so to get like to figure out how to match their set to the old house from the first movie they had to like watch the blu-ray and like pause it to like see what the house actually looked like that's so, so funny. i thought that was funny when i watched the documentary the set designer talked about how um they also added the bay window into yeah yeah the side of the the house because they were able to do that because they rebuilt it but in the original in the first one it didn't right. have the side window but they had that scene where jacob like oh parkour, yeah parkour and he like jumps up and swings on the tree and jumps has anyone actually climbed through a window in real life or is that just a movie thing I, I swear just it's like, just a movie thing. I like you know, like in Scream when Billy like pulls himself up like into the window. Like, is this really? Well, in High School Musical happen? as well. High School Musical. That's my first. That was my first thought. Um, oh yeah. I think now, I mean, most modern houses have screens in the yes, windows. You know what true. I mean? Like I every I single know, yeah. window in our house has a screen in it, and so like, I feel like. It wouldn't work. And also, like, yeah, I, don't I just think feel it like it's well. so hard to climb. Well, and with that, with the screen, it's much less cinematic. Because then, he, like, he, she opens the window, and then she's, like, also has to open the screen. It just doesn't work as yeah. well any, with, the, with the screen situation. Um, movie was released November 2009, which is pretty much exactly a year after Twilight. Hmm. Many theater showings sold out as early as two months before the release of the film, which set records for advanced ticket sales. It also then set records for the biggest domestic midnight opening of the time, surpassing Half-Blood Prince's $22.2 million, which I think was the same year, so that's funny. Yeah. Um, and it made, so it made $26.3 million on opening, week, opening night. Then opening weekend, it is the ninth highest in domestic history. Wow. With $142 million. So still there. Then overall, it ended up making $709 million on a $50 million budget, which is bonkers. That's a, that's a crazy profit that they that is on that a lot of money truly is that um where does it rank in normal box office numbers normal box office numbers like for the full 709 um million. i don't know if it ranks super high because there's a lot of billions now uh yeah probably top 50 i think the breaking dawn ones got higher yeah i think so too 
I'm but just curious where... It's definitely... I would like to know... Because there's all these lists. Yeah, it's pretty... I, it's not even in the top 50. All the top 50 are okay. in the billions. But it's obvious, like, that there's movies that make that much money. But I would like to see some of the profit margins, too. Like, is there a list of highest grossing, like, profit margin? I'm sure there is. But that's a pretty big... $650 profit is uh, not something to laugh at. Not something to sneeze at. What does that mean? Why do people say that? Um, reviews for the movie, unlike the first, which was kind of mixed, they were mainly negative citing this film's slow pace, unnecessary length, and overall lack of appeal for audiences who were not diehard fans. Roger Ebert, who gave the first film a positive review, awarded New Moon with one out of four stars, saying it takes the tepid achievement of Twilight, guts it, and leaves it for undead. Classic pun. Um, not all reviews were negative, though, so some critics praised the updated visuals, like you said. Some of the action scenes, which I don't know are as good as those. And also Kristen Stewart's performance. Um, I think most of that was, like, commenting on it in comparison to, like, what she had to work with, too. So I don't know if they were saying, like, this is an Oscar-worthy performance. But, like, she was able to, like, get something out of a script that really had not a lot to work with, you know? Um, it's also important to note, the last thing I wrote, that in mid-2009, that is when Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson had been officially romantically linked by the press. Ah. So that is also probably why some of those ticket sales, like this is like, this is right when it, the, the craze started with that as well. Um, so I think Eclipse is when we'll probably see like a full like Twilight fandom in action. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm looking at a list hmm. of 20 most profitable films based on budget to profit okay. most of them this is from yahoo finance ah yahoo <laughs> most of them are horror films that like yeah, yeah, were yeah. like paranormal activity it says is the number one and then like blair witch project like that ones sense. that were just done for fifteen thousand dollars and then mm. whatever but i need you to know what the number eight movie is on this okay. list it is <laughs> Facing the Giants. No! From no. 2006, the Alex Kendrick film. Apparently, they no. made this film with a $100,000 budget uh, with an amateur cast, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Uh, and their Stone profit wall. was $38.5 million. Eighty. Wow, that's a lot which, of money. Thir- 38.5, which is like... A Good lot job. for a movie like this. A lot like of money this. for a movie that made that um, money. Especially Probably in all like the same guys named like Pat and Betty like saw it five times in a row or something. Uh-huh. And they were like, I love this movie. It, well, I think it, a lot of people probably took like their youth groups and yeah. churches. and That's pro- that's why Passion of the Christ made so much money because all the youth groups went and got traumatized. Mm, mm, that was how, was that, le- how was did that you legal? Watch, did you watch that at a very young age? No, not really. Uh, I think I, I was did. like nineteen. No, I watched I it at in a at a 18. church a church uh, <laughs> night when I was in like fifth grade. Oh wow, that's crazy! How could people bring youth groups to that? I mean, I guess Noel if they were seventeen, so they had to be seventeen or eighteen, I guess, if they wanted to. Go or to the with theater. a guardian. So they're the guardians. So like you had multiple guardians going to the thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and that that is a plot point in New Moon as well. With it comes up uh, buying R-rated tickets for people who are underage. Um, ah. Quickly, I'm just gonna read this New Moon plot summary on Google just to kind of get people up to speed. 
yeah, on where ahead. we are in the story. Uh-huh. So it says Bella is on the cusp of her 18th birthday and blissfully happy with her undead beau, Edward Cullen. That's so funny the way they wrote that. When celebrating her birthday with Ed- Edward's family of vegetarian vampires, a frightening incident convinces Edward that he's simply too dangerous to be around his sweetheart. He decides to leave the town of Forks in order to ensure her safety, leaving her behind, angry and depressed. Damn. Wow. Really, really intense. Double whammy. Angry and depressed. Imagine. Angry and I do. Depressed. Um, I can't imagine. I, um, I can't imagine as well. <laughs> New <Rip>. bio. Angry <laughs> and depressed, just like um, Bella Swan. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know anything about the plot of this one. Like I said, same. Um, That's because there is no plot. So there's there really is nothing no plot. to know. There is no plot. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of funny because, like, really, all these movies, like, like we've said before, we there's bits and pieces that we know, mm. or maybe we've seen a scene, or know a few things about the characters, yes. but overall, like, I don't know anything that actually happens in these stories. So I'm learning all this new as we go. Yeah, um, for the first time. I yeah. didn't get a chance to read this book. Uh, unfortunately, the turnaround was too tight for me mm. kind of like um, Catherine, whatever her nail hard hardwick whatever like just the time timing restrictions made you remember because she said that's why the director couldn't come back because of yes. time restrictions so you are just yes, like yes i was under time restrictions i mm. am yes thank you oh, yes. um so i don't know i wasn't i didn't have any idea what to expect um i knew that people this is like the one that people usually say is the worst um, yeah. I didn't know that. Like, this is the one that anyone who loves Twilight that I have talked to about doing this, um, mm. they'll be like, oh, like, New Moon is bad, but all the rest are good. Or, like, they're like, That's oh, we don't we don't like Bella and New Moon, I guess, in the book. But, like, she's good in the rest of the series. And it's always, like, New Moon, to me, from talk, sounds like the worst of the franchise. So Interesting. I feel like this is very similar to the first movie for me. Very on par for different reasons. But I do think this is a more competently made, made movie. movie. I agree and with that. And so I would probably rather rewatch this if like I had to watch for like by myself than the other one. Like you said, last episode we did like Twilight is really fun to watch probably with a group, but yeah. just on a pure like if I'm rewatching something and I don't want to be bored, I probably would rewatch this one instead of Twilight. I almost wish I knew all the behind the scenes stuff before I watched it because now that I have partook partook partaken partaken in the behind the scenes uh extravaganza. Yes. Yes. I that wasn't the right word, but I couldn't think no. of a word and so I, I had to just <laughs> throw a word out. Um <laughs> I feel like I would have maybe appreciated watching it a little bit more or I would have had more to Mm. look for. Like if I had known the camera thing, I probably would have like knowing that now I want to watch it and and have that in my mind. Mm. Yeah, that's the camera movement. But I'm not going to go back and watch it right now. There's no way. No. But I wish I would. I feel like I would have enjoyed my viewing experience more today hmm. than I did if I had known <laughs> some of the things about the movie yeah. that I well, have just now learned. Yeah. 
Well, and like you said, we don't know any of the plot, so we're pretty plot-focused when watching these. Yeah. And so well, there's not... The plot focus... It's tough to focus on the plot in these movies because it's really... It's like, is there a plot? No, kind of not. There's like, really... The, the conflict only, is so yeah. minimal in this movie. And it's so similar to the first movie where it's like there's no sense of conflict or no sense of tension until like 30 minutes left in the movie and then it's like all right and now here's everything here and then we're done like it just feels so the shape of the movie and the story feels so weird to me and it really just feels like this movie especially like i said there's they have to get all these things out of the way to set up the rest of the series like they have to show you that jacob is being a werewolf and they have to like establish his relationship with bella and they have to kind of create the tension between Bella and Edward. Like, it just seems like a lot of setup throughout this movie. Um, it doesn't mean there aren't great, uh, great enjoyable parts. So, like, uh, I think, I guess the wolf's out of the bag. Is what, what a great line right there. Just such a, what a yeah, delivery by Taylor Lautner. There's some great, there's some so funny, like, when she falls off the bike. And then, like, he goes to help her. And she's like... You're sort of beautiful. And it's like, what is happening here? <laughs> what is this dialogue? Um, but it's, like you said, it's camp. Like, some of the dialogue, it's like, oh, this is so funny. Like, this is the funniest line I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, everyone all quotes the Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka line. Like, that line is everywhere all the time. Like, I see yeah. it on TikTok. I hear it in regular conversation. People are just like, Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? Or whatever it is, but I don't know. I Hello yeah. Biceps. That was one of my favorite Hello, that's why I opened biceps. it. <laughs> or she like when he takes his shirt off and he's like, Jacob, you're ripped. <laughs> when he <laughs> the can we talk about the bike scene since you brought oh, it up? Oh yeah. Oh the that bike scene the is whole so funny. Scene. First of all, the Edward ghost that interacts with her So oh my gosh. In the first third of the movie is so funny. Um, but she like crashes and then she rolls off and hits this rock and it's so really hard comical the way that it happens because it looks so <laughs> fake. And then he's like, Oh, and then he rides the motorcycle. And he, and he they does, show him riding well, the whole way. He does it and then he does this like slide <laughs> thing and like throws the bike and he runs over and his hair is like Flipping. I'm surprised he didn't do it in slow motion, honestly. I know. And then he's like, Bella, you're bleeding. And then he goes and just rips his shirt off (laughs) over his head. And it is so... I was like, oh my god. And I wish, I wish, I... This is a moment I wish I had experienced live in a theater of teenage girls. That would have been so funny, yeah. Because I can only imagine. I'm sure there was a lot of cheering. I, I, I mean, I imagine. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. That scene was just so. I don't, it that whole scene felt camp to me. Like that's the kind oh, of yeah. scene that I'm like, okay, this part of the movie rocks. Um, well, even the building of the bike, and you have like her voiceover to Alice, and it's like Alice, I feel better when he's here, and it's like they're building the bike and like laughing and like they like throw a tool it's just like it's just funny i this is the part of the movie pre-wolf out of the bag 
um, when I was like, this is a major team Jacob now. Like, this is yeah. when, like, he is, not only is their chemistry better, you know, and, yeah. like, that I feel their connection more. Like, I just think, like, it works better for the story, too. Like, it just makes more it sense makes as more I watch sense. it. Yeah. For them to get together. And also, like, it's so much more enjoyable. He's actually more in that part of the movie. He's such a more enjoyable character to watch because you're spent the whole last movie with Edward, who is like a stone wall, and you're like, finally, someone with some personality around here. A little like, bit of charisma. A little bit of charisma. Smiles once. In I his mean, life. definitely like himbo level charisma, though. Like, in that, yeah, yeah. That, that first pre wolf. Uh, yes. Way. Exactly. Um, like, it's definitely not like the like a 10 out of 10 relationship but it is a much more enjoyable to watch for, like on screen there there yeah chemistry. i agree i agree i agree and i, I think Be- kinda bella acts a lot jacob. yeah and it's like okay i feel like i'll be team jacob probably for this movie then he turns into a wolf and becomes like the biggest misogynist dick like ever and it's like yeah. what is what is happening here and he's like no. i have to protect i have to protect you you can't go into that house where i can't protect you anymore I want to. I want a word count on how much the word protect was used. Yeah, in this it's movie. definitely one of those things that I was like, ew, no, thank major, you. Yeah, major bad bad vibes. Do not just need all this around. alpha male vibe. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, he that final scene where him and Edward, mm, yes, and Bella, and like, I'm not even really Team Edward either. Like no, but I, don't I feel like really by default, like Edward, I but I'm having I'm probably... to. I feel like at this, at the end of this movie, I was leaning kind of Team Edward, but I also was like, this bitch is so dramatic for no fucking reason, and so yeah. honestly, let's get Jacob and Edward together. <sighs> I feel like that's a lot of tension. The... There's a there's been a lot of tension. Here's since what movie, I think. I think one. we need Jacob and Edward together, and then I also think we need Bella and Alice together. And Alice. Yes, I'm a that big, seems like the pairing. I don't know what the ship name would be. Ballas. Ballas and Jedward. Jedward, yeah. I'm sure that definitely. I'm sure Jedward has been a ship. Oh, and, I'm sure. And, I think because like she's like emailing Alice. She's emailing Alice be. this entire movie. Like she has more connection with Alice. I feel like in this, like she says her name more than Edwards. So yeah, there was like that huge flip flop, and it's. I, I mean, like, I think the, having the wolf thing is good story-wise because I think it gives a lot more conflict that I hope in the next three movies will kind of pull through a little more. Like, there's going to be some actual conflict and, like, stakes that are going to happen. Um, but it also feels just, like, so random that there's, like, this tribe of wolves and, like, werewolves that are out there and it's like we hunt vampires and we have a treaty with the Collins. it's like there's a lot of just like things that it feels like is just being invented to create the conflict but at least it will maybe make it more interesting to watch like there's gonna be like some stakes like i said that are gonna take place um i don't know it was very very odd movie because, like, it was, like, the first half was, like, a romantic comedy, and the second half was, like, a kind of, like, a weird, like, I don't even know. Like, it was an action movie, 
but there wasn't really that much action in it. It was yeah. like CGI wolves wrestling and a vampire. I, uh, I don't think the CGI actually looked that bad. Like, I feel like people, ah. it was not good. It was not good. But for it being like when it was made, I kind of was like, I don't know. I feel like they would yeah. have done it differently now. But like, I think for what it is on the budget they had, like, mm. I think a lot of people shit on the CGI. But yeah, like, I think budget wise, you're right. I yeah. think like for kind of the movie that it was, I actually thought the CGI was fine. Yeah, I think the color palette didn't maybe work totally for me with the wolves. Like I liked it outside of that. But with the wolves, like, I gave it kind of, like, a weird, like, overly bronze, kind of, like, shiny look. Sure. I don't know. So, but I think, like, they definitely were, it was an interesting choice. I mean, it was probably in the book, too. But, like, that they're bigger, right? Because, like, we've had a lot of werewolf um, in movies before. So, like, they're a little bit bigger and more, like, muscular. So, it kind of gives them their own werewolf personality. And it feels like they have... Um, like the way they animated the faces mm-hmm. or the eyes, like it. Yeah, felt the like eyes are a big. They felt big like more human. Like they felt like hmm. they felt like they could be werewolves. I guess is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like I felt like they made them seem like they were humans who yeah. turned into wolves. No, I agree. Like, and you can read jacob's face i think a little bit in that last scene i mean if someone tells you like don't make me choose because if i you make me choose i'm gonna pick him i was like like if someone tells you that then i mean like literally like what are you gonna do yeah that was harsh bella honestly there was a tough beat i mean i feel i like i said he's definitely like the worst and i think really annoying but i also feel kind of bad for him like especially because the whole relationship started like when he wasn't annoying either and it felt yeah, like there was just never any chance for this guy like he was always the be- like the rebound well in the books as well they're like they used to be friends growing up too because when she would go visit her dad yeah i think they like, say that in the, in the summer movie. yeah they would like hang out as kids so they have, like, more, I guess, like, to me, too, I'm like, damn, that's, like, because they have more history together. Yeah. And also, like, I think there's a, a part of it where it's, like, I mean, he was being a major dick there. Like, oh, yeah. Douchebag like, central. Yeah. I don't feel bad for him there, but, like, overall, maybe. She was know. only dating him because Edward wasn't there, and, like, well, I feel like Well, she wasn't is... even dating him. Like, it's, like, this weird stringing along where it's, like, really just, like, he's there like because she's bored almost and it's like are you really like serious about this or like what i i really don't have a read on like what her feeling on jacob is you know like is she intrigued by him or like why does she what is pulling her to him besides well you know he's like his own son he it's a jacob thing he's warm um so that could be that could be it but i feel like my biggest thing with this movie is it feels like to me that there's no like character arcs like it just Mm. feel like the care feels like the characters are just doing things and so i think that's why the plot and the pacing is so like strange because there's not really a real conflict outside of like love triangle i guess and so 
a lot of the character development just really is non-existent because mm. it's basically like moody, 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 and then that's it. Like there isn't really any um, overarching like growth of the characters in this movie specifically. Yeah, because Edward leaves, and then at the end he gets back, but like. What was the thing that led them? But he like, didn't learn really anything. Changed. He didn't learn. Like, he didn't learn anything. Yeah, and like it feels like they're really back at the place where they started, where like he, like she wants to become a vampire, and he's like still hesitant. Like it doesn't really feel like there was anything that happened to grow their relationship. Yeah, and Jacob is still like, oh well, we the, we can't be around the Cullens, and like yeah, like it's just this whole like everyone has the same exact plateaued like summary plot points mm. like something when you're making a character outline you're like doop 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 um and that's it like it's just this basic framework of the character without any actual movement or upward um growth growth yeah sure yeah. that's that's a growth word. That's... or either growth or like decline like there's no yeah there's no the it feels like each character is just a flat line like it feels like there's not any depth giving either way on uh the character changing like it feels yeah. like the character just stays the same from beginning to, to to end you know what's crazy to me is that they like made it a point to bring back every like character from the friend group at school and they barely use them like they're barely even like i know i like i like the friend group actually i do too i think it i I think it grounds it too more in like the high schoolness and i think the lack of that really like took it it made her character feel a lot weirder like it it i don't know like i kind of forgot that she was like in it high started that whole that. the whole movie with the dad giving her the camera and her like taking the pictures of the friends yeah. and like where was that where's Give the twilight the like the high school musical why, two equivalent why were the credits not her photos that she took with the camera she should have taken pictures they should have like had it throughout like taking pictures with jacob like building the bike I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's all she did. Maybe when she went to the, like the the place, how did they get there so fast? I don't know what it's called, but like you know, when they went to save Edward, did they book a flight like really quickly? And then like I just didn't understand how they got there so quickly. Well, yeah, because they were driving, but they exactly. went to Italy. They don't some definitely somewhere Europe in Europe. So it's like they it was they said it was Italy in the the. BTS. Okay. I don't know if it was supposed to be set okay. in Italy, but they shot it in Italy. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was one logistical thing that I was like, "How did they get there?" So yeah, good question. <laughs> I was wondering that as well when I was watching it, but I kind of was. Well, because like, Alice yeah. got there so fast too, which I guess she can maybe can can they turn into bats? Is that part of this vampire? I don't think they can. Okay, that's a bummer, because that's one of the coolest parts of being a vampire. I think they're just really fast. So they can probably run on water. Mm, dash from Incredible style, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they're so speedy. Um, I I think um, that scene was also crazy, where she is, oh like, word. running through the city and then runs through this fountain. Runs and, through the fountain, yeah, like, in Edward the water. And Edward is, like... I'm gonna kill myself, and she's just, like, going... I don't know. Like, that whole scene was just kind of wild. You know what's so funny, too? They shot it, like, 
really from his like chest up or like waist up. So I didn't realize like he was just gonna walk out and like show his Chinese skin. I thought he was like jumping off of something. And then she runs up to him and then like he's just like on the ground. I'm like, oh, this is way less like she's like, Edward, stop and it's like he is stopping him from like taking a step forward like onto the street. Well, and it would have been more funny if uh she had like or cooler if she had like tackled him back into the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, like, just, it like, just felt so she hugged an- him, so anticlimactic. And then like he took a step back and the kid and was like, was like oh, oh, you're here. Like I don't know. I just felt like the whole thing like it, there was like there was a build up, but it also was like it, and then it just it, it was, like, felt oh. so like I don't know. Yeah, very No, silly. yeah. It felt very anticlimactic and he's like, "Oh, Bella, you're here. You're alive." And then that they were like okay well i guess i don't have to kill myself anymore and like so what but what changed from when he wanted to not be with her it's like now he's like oh i guess we can be together the hell <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, and then the ending is so like, that whole scene is crazy a... too with the other vampires Oh, yeah. Like, that is another camp. Like, those other vampires are really giving it their all. I, I love them. I'm here for it. I think they're in the sequels as well. Great. Love um, it. So I'm I'm very ready for that. Let's keep bringing Michael Sheen back. Love him. Um, mm. Pops off for real. Let's do it. Um, I think that it's also more fun to get into other vampire lore as well. Um, yeah. And not just, like, the Cullens. Because I think... The Cullens are fine, but I also think that they're very uninteresting. And we don't yeah. get a lot of their lore in the movie as much as we do in the books. And I think that we need more fantasy lore in this series. Yeah. I think that's what we're lacking. Yeah, I agree. I would like a little bit... like Because I liked in the first movie when they kind of had like her get that book and like read about like the origin. Like I think that stuff is cool, so I would like that. I hope they also explain more about why she um like they her the powers don't work on her and like i hope there's like an actual reason for that and it's not something that like she the author wrote in as like a cool thing and then she had to like figure out afterwards like she that's probably what happened like most of her writing is very not um not thought through yeah, like, you can tell that she's just, I, I, I would guess she didn't even write an outline for these. Like, I think she just wrote no, it No, just wrote it cuff. through. Yeah. Which is yeah, why there's I, no I, plot I, I or think arc. I wouldn't need an explanation on Edward not being able to read her mind, because I think that's actually kind of a, that's one of, like, the few, like, metaphors or, like, symbolic things where I just think that's a cool, like, idea for a love story where, like, this guy that can read everyone's mind but like can't read the mind of this one person and that's why like he's driving she's driving him crazy like i think that is something i would not need explained because it could be just explained by like love but the fact they made it a big deal where like oh all these other people's powers don't work either and she's this anomaly like they're i'm just hoping and like you said it's probably a false hope but it would be nice if there was like a a big reveal or like something about her past or like i don't know because I feel like that's, it would be nice to have some theme that was like overarching through, like in some kind of plot throughout the series that like you find out and yeah. it recontextualizes like, oh my gosh, she was actually like this, the daughter of this vampire. And that's why she, I don't know. Um, 
probably won't happen, but it would be nice. It's nice to dream, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> nice to think that we're watching a better movie than we actually are. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, it's still yeah. it's still fun to talk about. No, I agree. Um, and you know, the the pain is the only reminder that the movie was real, mm. and so uh. that that is I think that is what I kind of left this movie with. Um, my, what my on the other quote that I had that I didn't use was Bella, you give me everything just by breathing, and I thought that wow. was such a I thought Poetic. that was such a funny line. That's such like a Tumblr line, to be like you give yeah. me everything just by breathing and like put it put that quote over like other characters. So like Draco, yeah. like Malfoy, and like Harry Potter, like put that over like yeah. you give me everything just by breathing, Harry. Or, like, I don't know. I just think it's such a funny I think someone should put it in a dreary fic right now. You give me everything just by breathing. His Um, voice is higher. You have to go a little higher for Draco, You give me everything just by breathing, Potter. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Oh, man. New moon. New moon. New there's nothing to talk about with this movie, really. Like, there's yeah, that's nothing, it. I feel like, like we've covered every single. I feel like we did it. The dad was the dad. Still, kind of was was a legend. I feel like yeah was gonna cancel his fishing trip, but his and friend his, was like, one no, of his best you friends need to died. Like that was just like brushed over that like his yeah it, right like, his best friend basically died. Basically, yeah, just just and murdered on like this search like, party. Like, sorry, hello. Dad, I have to go. Like, she... Sorry, Dad, I had to... Sorry, well, Dad. and then, like, that whole scene where she was, like, saying sorry, Dad, I thought she was... Originally, I was, like, I thought she was going to be, like, sorry that your best friend died. Like, that's where I thought that was going. Bruh. And then it was, like, sorry, Dad, I, like, have to leave. And I was, like, what are No you one... Mean? No one is considering the dad's feelings in this movie. He's just yeah. trying his best. Charlie. And his daughter, like leaves town like goes to italy for three days without telling anyone and he's probably thinking like he's gonna get like sued by the mom or something because like child endangerment like apart this from, guy apart from him being a cop um right he's yeah. a king he is he is i think it's kind of like it's kind of gives me twin peaks cop vibes like they are but like you know they're really just like one of the people on the at the end mm. of the day and yeah, they're, they're the good cop. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? No, well, I just feel well, like... he's, like, the only I, cop in the town. If yeah, like, re- like, like I feel like police, he's just like, really, like... It's, he's probably just, like, making sure, like... Like, uh, probably some lady with dementia, like, steals candy from, like, the convenience store. And he has to make sure, like, she doesn't steal candy. Well, I just he's feels dealing like, with these bodies popping up everywhere. Yeah, I feel like he's so... he's getting a lot more than he signed up for, for sure. Yeah. Um, except in the first movie, that was so funny how they explained that away. We're like, it moved out of our district, so we don't have to do it anymore. Like, it moved out. I'm like, okay. I mean, valid, I guess. That's probably what the real place do. It, it's not in our purview it's not anymore. Our, it's not our <laughs> job. We're not it's actually not, here to say It got lives. kicked up to FBI. Uh, um, shucks. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Question of the week. If you had the opportunity to be turned into a vampire, would you, would you take it? Um, would you let Robert Pattinson turn you, bite your neck and turn you into a vampire? Yes. <laughs> or just would you let Robert Pattinson bite your neck? 
yes. end of the question. <laughs> Correct Ugh. answer is yes. Um, <laughs> would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? I think I would rather be a werewolf. Probably, yeah. I'm also it, very it, interested in their werewolf lore as well, because, well, because werewolf lore is usually not... Um, you usually don't turn to a wolf by will. Um, yeah, by will and, like, not with, like, the moon yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. Very curious about I'd it. I'd like to be um, that. That kind of werewolf is definitely appealing. Like, I don't think I'd want the, the full moon kind of werewolf, but I could choose. Starting to wrap up here, I think, for our question of the week, because this movie set a record for opening night sales and uh, all that, what was your favorite um what is the movie that was your favorite opening night theater experience this is not as much of a thing anymore unfortunately i mean technically there still are opening night theater experiences but they're just not as like eventized yeah like and they're starting like on thursdays to have like 3 p.m showings like what is that about like not cool but i think pretty much before covid i would say it was a thing I think one of the last ones probably would have been. I remember um, Endgame. I was going to say Endgame, but also like maybe Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens was a. Was, I don't even know if I went to that one. one on opening night. I might have gone on Saturday, but that but I was think like a those big, Endgame big one. and Force Awakens. I would say would yeah. be two of and them, Infinity War. The, those the like last things. ones that that happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, so maybe I. I bet some people might have force awakens as their favorite because that definitely sure. for some people was a huge one sure. um, but as we've shared you had a you have a great um deathly Hallows yes part deathly Hallows is definitely my favorite Rapero, um... Rapero. <laughs> i've told people that story a couple times i've said it's just, it many it's a great times story. it's a great story uh i'm a big deathly Hallows part two fan i mm. that was a great i saw a lot of opening night midnight mm. releases um i think i saw at least two of the Hunger Games ones. Yeah, I'm Hunger sure. Games and Catching Fire. And then I believe I did Midnight for Divergent. And then obviously Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, I feel like for me, I the Infinity War one is really good. Like Endgame obviously was good too. And like I've had other ones as well before that. But the Infinity War one was like, I think there was such a mystery about what the movie was going to be about. Mm. Like, what was it even, what was it, was it going to like have a cliffhanger? What was he, like, there, I feel like we forget, like, there was so much unknown going into that movie. I didn't and even then, watch Infinity War. In I know you did it. Crazy. Which is crazy. I think um, I just, but then like, the cliffhanger too. It. Like, the buzz in the theater after that cliffhanger in like, going into the bathroom and like, everyone was like, what just happened? Like, that was a really fun experience. I also remember yeah. I went with someone, and, like, they had they went to the bathroom before the movie started, but I was getting really bad anxiety because, like, they weren't coming back. And I was like, do I have to, like, go out and look for them? But the movie's also about to start, and, like, what's going to happen? They came back, like, right, like, as the movie started. But that I was like, wow, that was not what I, how I wanted to start this day. Um, but it was a fun time. So that was probably what I would say. Um, yeah, I'll but... say I when I went to the Hunger Games opening night, I was yes midnight release. I was interviewed by a local news station. Wow! When I was there, and I have scoured the internet for this video in the past year, 
Mm. I have looked and looked everywhere. Oh, there was a video. So it, it was, was like an actual camera. local news station. Yes, mm. came to the. Maybe Alamo they didn't use it. They must not used it. In and the... filmed. Uh, and as far as I know, the a digital copy doesn't exist anywhere. But Bummer. and I don't know what news station it was. Maybe I'll maybe I'll hit up Andy or Steve and see. Yeah, if like maybe help like me. what. <laughs> Dig back in the archives. Can we go um, back to 2011, 2012, please? Whenever that came out, 2012, and yeah, I think 12. find out um, where that went. I would love to see it because I hmm. think I just was like, I love the book. I'm so excited to be here. I love this movie. Chapter but that would Wars. be iconic, iconic material. Yeah, yeah. Hunger Games is a good movie. First movie and the second movie. I, I like both of those. Yeah. Um, so let us know. You can answer that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on Spotify for listening there. Reach out on our email. So many places that all are in the description of the episode. Yes. So answer that question there. And we'll read it in our next episode, which will be the newest addition to our ever long running Pixar series. <laughs> Not really series, but we do always like Pixar cover reviews. all the new Pixar we movies. We do review all the new Pixar movies. Um, we'll be talking yes. about Elemental, which I don't know. I don't know what to think I'm, about this movie. I, I think really don't know. What I've seen the trailer. Um, I think some of it looks interesting. I think it also looks like it could not be good. So I really don't yeah. know. I don't know. It, I don't, I haven't heard any reviews. Um, mm. I really have seen virtually no marketing. Like if yeah, I, just trailers in the theater. if we were not doing this episode, I wouldn't know it was coming out next week. Like mm. I, I haven't yeah. seen anybody talking about it. So, yeah, um, but I'm interested to see how it is. Uh, and I'll be interested yeah. to see, we'll probably share where it ranks in our updated, uh, Pixar ranking as well. Definitely. Uh, when I saw across the spider verse, this trailer played yes. and like there was a 10 year old girl behind me and she quoted the entire trailer like oh. word for word cadence of the voices i was like how many times have you seen this trailer for elemental like she has well, to be watching she'll be there opening night she will um I'm sh i hope she enjoys herself uh i yeah i don't know what to expect i think concept wise it looks cool like the idea and like the visual like that's a cool idea but the, the way that I in the trailer is that it seems like the kind of story that it is feels very basic. Yes, like I the agree. Romeo and Juliet kind of like yeah. trope. I'm like, how many times do we have to do this? But we'll yeah. see. Maybe they'll subvert our expectations and it will actually be amazing. I don't know if I have anything else until then. Yeah, I don't either. Um. Well, I guess we'll just wrap this up then. Thank you everyone for listening, and until next time. I'm sort of beautiful. And I am Jacob's hot abs. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're your, your second Goodbye, bicep.